So you're not going to believe me, but I actually traveled back in time to visit my former self when I was starting my business in 2004, and I told him, or me, all of the secrets that I know now in 2023. And so I now am 10 times more successful than I was. Well, I go, all right, all right, I didn't really travel back in time because that's impossible, I think, right? Because AI hasn't figured out how to travel back in time yet. Not that I know of, but who knows? Chat GPT-4, could we could travel back in time? Um, what I've actually done is I've written a post called My Online Business Time Machine, where I wrote this story about how I traveled back in time and told myself all of the things that I should have done or like the, the, the parts where I was struggling in my business in all these different years. And I said, you know, what would I have done differently? What should I keep focus on? All of those things. What this is going to, what this podcast and what I want to get out is um, all of the mistakes that I made and all of the things I would have told myself in those moments of mistakes and where I should pivot those. You can get what you want from it, but if you want to read the full story, because I've done this as a full story, you can go um, over here to moneylab.co slash time dash machine. This is my online business time machine. This is the full story. There's pictures that I doctored uh, showing me travel back in time to myself. Um, it's silly, but the actual content in what we're talking about is, is true. So um, I want to go back to the first thing that I did, which was the idea. So uh, in 2004, and this is just my script, Chris, so you don't have to show this one, but <laughs> you can show the script. I mean, it, it gives away the whole thing, but um, people love behind the scenes. People love behind the scenes. Yeah. So the my idea in 2004 uh, was to buy a domain name and create Swim University, which is my main business, right? Um, so I told myself though in 2004 is like you're gonna buy this domain, you're not gonna do jack shit with it, and then you're gonna have to rebuy it a few years later for a higher price from somebody who bought those domains. Now the two domains that I bought were swimuniversity.com and swimu.com, and. I bought them in 2004 because I was like, that's when I had the idea for what became Swim University. And at the time, I was still working at the pool company and I wasn't really doing anything. I just was like, I kept talking about this idea to all of my friends. And my one friend, um, who was the bass player in my band, his name's Ryan, or I called him Carlson. Um, I, I call him Carlson. Uh, he said, dude, what the fuck? Like, you keep talking this big game like you're going to start this thing, but, like, you really haven't done anything. And he called me out on my on my bullshit, and so I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And then I had let those domains lapse, and then I had to buy them back for 100 bucks each. So I bought them for, I think it was at the time, uh, this was, like, because I had bought a few donate, domain names before with GoDaddy, and I think they were, like, $7 for a year or something. And then I had to pay $100 to get them back from somebody else who had bought them because they had lapsed. Um, so what I would tell myself in that particular thing is exactly what Carlson told me, which is, you know, stop procrastinating. You know, you're talking a big game, but you haven't done anything, right? So you need to buy the domain. You need to use it ASAP. You need to build the site on WordPress because that's something I didn't do. Uh, and you need to keep design minimal and clean so that it loads fast. Now, all of that is to say what I originally did was I, once I got the domains set up, 
rebought in 2006 and I built my first site. I built it using Dreamweaver. If anyone out there knows what Dreamweaver is, it's, it was made by Macromedia at the time, which was then bought out by Adobe. Throwback. Remember? I do. I actually used to use Dreamweaver to make websites. So what I used to use, like I didn't start on Dreamweaver. I started on Flash. So I made all of my websites using Adobe, or sorry, Macromedia Flash mm. and ActionScript. Remember, uh, do you, did you use Flash at all? I use Flash for like um, doing animations and for like those overlays on MySpace, if you remember, you could do. Oh, yes, I do <laughs> remember that. Ah, okay, so um, I, yeah, so the first site I ever built was like a really basic HTML site that just was an iframe of a Macromedia, or sorry, a Flash site where you could click things. It was interactive and stuff. Um, so long story short, uh, I should have just pulled the trigger on, you know, starting it up. Now, when I finally built the thing on Dreamweaver, every single page, meaning every article that I wrote was a separate HTM file. It wasn't even a full HTML file. It was an HTM file. Um, so I had, and this is really stupid, but I had to recreate like the header and footer and I just like kept duplicating the page. And so if I changed, you know, the navigation and the header on one page, I had to go through every single page and change it there too. And that's when I learned about includes. And so I started to create a, an HTML include where I had just the footer as a file and just the, you know, and the header as a file and then included those on these posts and then still duplicated them. After that, I learned about PHP and I used Dream, Dreamweaver again. And I uh, built essentially what was WordPress, but I was building it for myself because I didn't know WordPress existed. So I didn't know what word, you know, I just thought WordPress was just like for bloggers or whatever. And so, yeah, long story short, uh, I eventually switched to WordPress and everything has been better. And I still use WordPress to this day. Now, uh, I revisited myself, you know, all these years later, I re revisited myself in this fake story in 2009. And in 2009, this was during my black hat SEO phase. Now at this time, and I think it was like 2008, 2009, I had joined this membership community. The first membership community that I ever joined was called the Keyword Academy. It's no longer a thing. Um, I'm going to try to remember some stuff. I originally was following a guy's blog. I believe his name was Court. I think his name was Courtney. And his name was Court and his, and I don't, he ranked, I think he ranked number one for the term, like make money online. Cause like, that's all I was trying to figure out. And so his blog was all about, you know, basically starting niche sites. And he eventually teamed up with a guy named Mark Butler and they started the Keyword Academy. And in the Keyword Academy is, was a membership, like once a week, we, I think it was once a week, there would be like a, a call, very similar to what I do on Money Lab Pro actually, uh, all these years later, but it was a, a call and they would teach us something. It would be like a workshop. And then they had some like software built into it, but uh, it was really a community and a forum where we could like, you know, so it was the first time I felt like, okay, there are some other people out there in the world that are kind of doing the same thing as me and I'm learning from them, blah, blah, blah. But 
this is again back in the day where black hat SEO was kind of the only thing like we didn't really know, you know, all you know, we the, the, the algorithm changes hadn't happened yet. And so what we were doing was building a lot of backlinks very quickly. So during this time, I was I I had, you know, Swimming Diversity as the site. That was my only site I was working on. And there is this company called easingarticles.com. Do you happen to remember that? E- easy articles? Easing, like an easing? Easing. You know what a zine is, right? Magazine? Yeah, like a uh, digital magazine. Ease, exactly. Yeah. So it really, it was easingarticles.com. And all it was, was a content farm, like a hub of, of content. And you could submit articles to them. They had a whole system where you could submit articles and they would publish the article and then they would give you a backlink from that article to your site, whatever site, you know, you create, you wanted to add. And so (laughs) in order to do that, I had to write a ton of articles and I'm putting articles in quotes because this is exactly how I did it, right? Now, remember, before I get any further, this is 2008, 2009. This is how many years ago? This is not 20 years ago. No, it can't be. No, 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 God, no, no. Like. I can't do math. 15. 15 years ago. Right? So <laughs> uh, I had a spreadsheet of articles. I was, I remember it being like ridiculous, like closer to like 300 line items of like articles that I had written and submitted to easing articles for backlinks. Because at the time, it was like it's all about getting backlinks, right, to, to, to grow on Google, to get your site ranked. Uh, to get your one page ranked, not even your whole site, but just your one page. And I was going after the term robotic pool cleaners. I remember that being like the big term I wanted to go after because I had affiliate links that was making the most money with those. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go after that keyword. And so what I did, and I'm going to pull this up and please do not look at this site as like something that you should follow or anything, but I used this program called Unique Article Wizard. And Unique Article Wizard, what it would do is I would submit, like I would, I would, you'd have to write an article in ways that it could be reshuffled. They used to call it spinning articles. So you would write and we would write one article that, and you would craft each sentence so that no matter where that sentence was in the article, it still kind of made sense. Yeah. We're talking about 300 word articles here and I could hit a button on unique article wizard and it would spit me out like 10 articles from one that I wrote, right? Did it, was it unique? No, it was just taking my sentences and restructuring them, right? So, but to the, but to the dumb Google at the time, (laughs) right? It was like, oh yeah, this is unique article, right? Um, So what's interesting about that is I started, you know, getting all these backlinks and of course Google, uh, and, and this was something by the way, like it wasn't like I was practicing this on my own. I was being taught to do this right by this community and it was being encouraged. Not to say that's a bad thing, but that's just what was the, that was what you did back then. And then Google, I think came up with either Panda or Penguin. I always forget which animal it update it was, but it was one of those updates and my site was just like, but I just killed it because, you know, I had all these like shitty backlinks, right? All coming from like one domain. We also had this thing. It was a, I think at the time you would call it 
we called it a link farm, <laughs> which I, which I think now they're called PBNs, which stands I, God damn it, like public blog network or something. I don't see. I don't remember. This is like that. That's even beyond me because like I'd already learned my lesson before PBNs became a thing. Um, but basically, what it was is like everybody would would spin up these like really shitty sites that were just article sites, and they had a niche, and then everybody in the community would just submit articles to each other and we would just keep posting it on these different blogs to all get this like backlink, you know, back, like we were just cross-linking to each other on a bunch of different sites. So it was really kind of like messed up. Um, obviously all that stuff is frowned upon now. You shouldn't do it. It's probably why to this day, I'm not a real big fan of backlinks because I've been burned by backlinks, uh, building them. And then I have not built a single backlink since then. And, um, What's interesting, though, going back to the unique article wizard thing, what do you think this is? And in, from, sorry for those who are listening to the podcast, they don't understand what I'm pointing at. I'm pointing at chat GPT. It's essentially the same thing, right? It's, it's a little bit more sophisticated. It's just taking the regurgitated shit on the internet and spinning it up into new shit, right? Unique shit. So... I kind of feel like we're heading back into that territory again a little bit. You know what I mean? So, but it's just a little bit harder to detect. We'll see. Google will figure it out, though, I'm sure. Um, so the advice that I give myself back in 2009, 2008, whatever, is don't waste your time building shitty backlinks to your shitty articles and don't use anything called Unique Article Wizard. All you have to do is write the best articles on pool care and publish them consistently. That's it, right? So that's what I gave myself. Now, my, I, you know, at this point, you would you would hope that my uh, past self listened to this advice. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But fast forward, I revisited myself back in 2011. Now, what happened in 2011 in my business? Now, by the way, 2011 still not making. A living from this. So if, you know, how many years is that? Five years, right? From 2006 to 2011, I have done, I've not, I'm not making a living. Maybe a hundred bucks a month through AdSense. Maybe another hundred bucks through affiliate links, which I forget even where I was getting. I was like, I think it was called Google Double Click. I was getting links from and LinkShare was another one. Uh, so yeah, just not making enough money. Why? because I had spent all of my time trying to rank and I was making money, but like very little and AdSense, right? So I spent all of this time writing shitty articles. That's what, I, that was the majority of my time was spent, right? That sucked. And I wasted five years of my life doing that and worrying a little bit too much about how my website looked and not enough about what the content was. So in 2011, I decided to publish my first YouTube video, right? Now I'm going to pull up my first YouTube video because I, I don't know if this is gonna play, but, or if we're gonna hear the sound from this, but probably not. I'm gonna guess no. I'm gonna guess no. Um, might so, pick up on the microphone though. It might. So on, so Swim University is my channel. Uh, right now we're sitting at 171,000 subscribers. We've done pretty well, but Again, it's been around since 2011, so it's like over 10 years old. Um, and 
if we were to sort this by what videos recently uploaded, I guess I can't sort the other way, but oh, used to be able to sort by date, but here actually it's not that. So 12 years ago, this was my first YouTube video. It's in standard def. Oof. <laughs> and it shows, uh, for those of you who are listening, it shows, uh, it's very blurry. <laughs> it's extremely blurry. <laughs> and it's showing a picture of my logo with both domains, which go to the same place. So it's saying www.swimuniversity.com and www.swimu.com. Again, they both point to the exact same place. Why do you need two domains? And it's just a voiceover and B-roll. So I'm not even technically in this video. You never see my face. Um, but this video has 92,000 views. Not terrible. And it's just how to backwash a sand pool filter. Um, and I actually backwashed a filter and I filmed it. It looks like I filmed it on a phone, but I don't really think phones existed. Like smartphones existed back then. So this would have been on some kind of camcorder that I borrowed probably from somebody or something that we had. Oh my God, I remember. <laughs> it's a Sony Ericsson. It was... It was a gray camera. It was a camcorder and had mini DV tapes. And then those tapes you could put into a bigger VHS tape that you could play on the VCR. Remember that? Yeah, we used to have one. There, so there were there were there was um oh man. There was something called eight. Something eight, it was not high eight, but like there was something with the word eight in it. They were like they were kind of big tapes. And then mini DV were smaller tapes, and it was that one. It was mini DV. And then I had a uh Adele, you know, dude, I got Adele back in the day, and it came with this tower, and this tower had three inputs, red, yellow, and white, so RCA cables, yellow being video, red and white being left and right audio, and so I could have a, uh, those, and those three, and the camera had those three inputs too, so I could put that camera into my computer, I would hit play on the camera, and that's what would give me the video in the computer and then i edited it on some software that wasn't a not a thing anymore i forget what it was called um but video's still up so that was the first video i did now the uh the the thing that i would tell myself you know back then is and this is so so i did the video but i kind of like gave up because making videos is tough right <laughs> as we sit here making videos, uh, you need, so I told myself, you need to make at least one video per week, publish consistently, try different video styles. You don't have to be married to one. You don't have to be near a pool. Cause that was the thing I thought, you know, it's like, I don't own a pool. I, I don't own a pool. I didn't own that pool. I had to go to friends houses to, you know, and I would go, can I come to your house and set up my camera and talk to it by myself? You know, they're like, I guess kind of weird. It was like, all right. Um, but I, but I learned later, I don't need to need, I don't need to be near a pool, interestingly, and basically don't give up, do it every week and you'll come out on top. Now, since then, you know, obviously we've done pretty well, but our more recent videos are all animated. So they're not even, um, they're not even, I'm not even in them. I do the voiceovers, but they're completely animated and I filmed all the B-roll that we use. So we don't use any sort of stock B-roll. 
that's all stuff that I, I have in folders on my website. In fact, I built an entire course around this idea of how you can create YouTube videos as a blogger or as somebody who has like this site where maybe you don't want to be on camera, um, but you still want to produce videos for YouTube because it's a great source of traffic. Um, it's called YouTube for bloggers. It's part of Money Lab Pro, but you can also buy it separately. Now, I think, and I've said this, I've gone on record saying this, that getting doing YouTube videos was a, I'll refrain, I'll refrain from cursing, but it was an absolute game changer. Had I done it consistently since 2011, imagine where I'd be today if I was consistent with that. Now, yeah, we got our we got our plaque. It's behind me over here, right? We got the plaque what a year, two years ago or something. So that's great, but like we got it two years ago. So we got it, you know, ten years after we published the first video. So, it, you know, again, had a, this is all about consistently producing good content. And if this all, you know, just from that first thing that we talked about with the backlinks, like just produce consistently good content. It's kind of it. You don't need to do all this extra shit to, you know, get people to your site. Now, in 2013, I revisit myself and I started a podcast and I started a podcast with a friend. You might have heard of it. It's called Listen Money Matters. And it's a podcast that I started in 2013 and we talked about personal finance. Now, that podcast has nothing to do with swimming pools. I just started a whole nother thing, right? I only lasted a year doing that because we were publishing every single day and I burned the fuck out doing that, right? I will say, did that teach me anything? Did I learn anything from that experience? 100%. I am so glad I did that, but it was a detraction from what I was doing. I would be making more money now had I not spent time doing other things like chasing, chasing the shiny objects of the world. But that particular podcast, I learned personal finance. So, you know, I, we have other videos where I talk about all my money management stuff and what I do in the business. I wouldn't have been able to do any of that. I probably wouldn't even be where I am today had it not been for that crazy year where I just learned personal finance and applied those techniques to my business. Now, what would I tell myself? I would say, just keep writing articles and making videos, right? Stick to the th those two things. Again, I still say that. And stop making those fucking infographics. They don't work in the future. Your podcast won't be huge, but it'll be rewarding. Just stay focused on what your business does well. I decided to pull up uh, some shots of my infographics that I did a long time ago. Again, sorry, podcast listeners. Um, uh, not all of these I did, but I did... Uh, this one had a landscape around an in-ground pool. Doesn't really sell pool chemicals. Uh, I have my pool care cheat sheet, which I have a long version of, which I then condense into one page. This one was my favorite. I'm gonna pull it up. This one got me a ton of backlinks, but is stupid. It was, I had the idea, it was 50 ways to jump into a pool. And I, you know, I came up with all the, the standard jumps you did as a kid into the pool. And then I just went nuts after that. You know, I did stuff that would absolutely kill you if you <laughs> tried to jump in a pool this way. I think I have one called the Harry Potter where <laughs> you put, yeah, you put a pool noodle between your legs and jump in the pool. That could hurt. Don't do that. How long did this take you? 
This one? Yeah, like how long did it take you versus how much did it pay off for the amount of work you put in? I have one called the Spider-Man. It's just a guy in a Spider-Man suit. <laughs> There's no Three weird stars. joke. Uh, it probably took me longer to come up with everything and all the descriptions. And I even ranked them all. <laughs> like I have one called the Walking Man. One star. It's just walking into a pool. It's not even like, you know, it's a walking, it's a walking jump. Um, it probably took me longer to come up with all of them. And then, you know, the backlinks that I got weren't from, you know, pool. Like it didn't. This is where I go back to like, I then I think I've talked about this on previous episodes before, and I'm, I don't know if we've talked about it on the video episodes, but you know I had a, a post called "How to Have Sex in a Hot Tub," right? And it's like, okay, yeah, I, I tried to make it, and you know, not entertaining because that would have been lewd, but I tried to make it incredibly helpful, right, to to people like how to clean a hot tub after you have sex with it, uh, you know, like uh, how to you know, you can still get pregnant in a hot tub, that kind of thing. And I got a lot of traffic. You and it wasn't Cosmo, right? I outranked Cosmo. It wasn't pervy people. It was people actually trying to learn some stuff. Again, ton of backlinks, but like not from anything that's going to benefit, you know, my customers essentially. So this is one of those things where it's like, it's a detraction. It's interesting. Yes, it got me backlinks, but the wrong kind. You know, like not from, you know, reputable sources, but the people who are following this backlink are not buying my products. You know what I mean? Again, anybody can look at this infographic and go, cool, yeah, interesting, funny, but then it's nothing. It's, it, it provides no value but entertainment for a split second, you know, and it gives all these other dumb sites that are just aggregating content from other sites, you know, something to post that day, you know, the click holes of the world or the, you know, Jersey pickle dot com. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm talking about? Jersey the dill. Pickle? No, there's like, you know, there's like these sites that are just aggregate, like Buzzfeed. It's just like an aggregate of oh, memes. Like, like nine gag. What's nine gag. It's like a worse version of Reddit where it's just mostly just the memes and none of the actual interesting shit. Yeah. That. Yeah. Anyway. Um, like i ifunny.com. Yeah. Or oh, like e-bombs world. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's that. That was podcasting. 2016 was the software phase. Now this is 2016 is the exact same year. I started this brand money lab. Um, glad I did it. But what I would go back and tell myself in 2016 is software will not be your thing. You're just not good at it. My friend. Um, there's a bunch of articles you can read on Money Lab where I've tried to build software and failed miserably. Uh, one of the ones I pulled up here was four mistakes to four mistakes to avoid when building software. Like my sex life, it started with spreadsheets. Oh, geez. <laughs> Cracking jokes in the headlines. Uh, so yeah, I, I added co-founders, did redesigns, tried to try to build in software and code that I never used before. Like I. I knew how to code in HTML, CSS, and PHP because WordPress. But then with this particular software that I did, it was called Spruce. Um, I was trying to like take a spreadsheet, actually the one that I did in the last video about uh, like where I tracked my monthly metrics. I was trying to take that and turn it into software that required like you to hook up a bunch of APIs, keys to it, and like it would automatically bring that data in instead of me having to manually enter it, all of that stuff. 
uh, I decided to not do it in PHP, but to do it in Ruby on Rails or just Ruby and then on Rails is my um, framework. And I it took me 60 days to build a prototype, but I had to learn software. I had to learn GitHub. I had to learn like Heroku and all these things that I had no idea how to do. And it was like way out of my pay grade. Uh, it was very stressful. I would definitely not do it again. I would definitely hire somebody to do software if I ever did it. And if I were to do it, I would do it on a very, very, very small scale. I'd be like, I'm going to build a tiny little WordPress plugin or something and then maybe sell that. Like I built a theme because I know how to do that, but not really software. Anyway, um, so I say to myself, software will never be your thing. You'll attempt to create and sell software over the next few years and fail every time. All of that time would be better spent working on Swim University and now Roasty and Brew Cabin, which were the two other things I started. Now, just want to fast forward real quick and make a point. Um, I sold Roasty for $55,000, so I no longer own it. If you want to read about that sale, you can go to moneylab.co slash sell dash website and you can read about it there. Um, but anyway... Should have been, again, focused on Swim University this entire time. Now, I want to jump. I'm going to make a real quick jump and then end this thing. So the quick jump is 2017. I was in an airport. I was flying to Austin, Texas to visit some friends to hang out and get pissed drunk. Now, in order for me to fly, I also have to get really drunk um, so I don't freak the fuck out midair. Now, I'm in the airport drunk. I have my phone and I have my email hooked up to my phone, which is a problem, but I do. And I got an email from Amazon saying that like they were cutting commissions by a lot. Like I used to make 8% commissions on Amazon. I was going to make 3% commissions. And I thought at the time in 2017, a lot of my income was dependent on Amazon affiliate links. So I was like, oh, my business just got like destroyed, right? Just in like one email. There it is. And so that flight was horrible because I was just sad. I went to Austin. I was miserable. I got way too drunk, like missed an entire day because I was just so hungover. I couldn't even do anything, uh, just self-medicated. And it turns out later that happened is Roasty got hit, my coffee site, which I eventually sold. But Swim University didn't get hit because it only affected certain product categories and outdoor gear wasn't affected. Now, um, it happened again, <laughs> not in 2017, happened again in 2020, uh, where they cut commissions even more for every category. And so this time is when Swim University got cut. But because of what happened in 2017, I decided to start thinking, okay, my sites are vulnerable. I need to start shifting away from affiliate marketing as my main source of revenue and start really sort of pushing my physical products, my, no, sorry, not physical products at the time, but digital products. So I was able to increase the sales of my digital products and outperform my affiliate links. And then in 2020, they cut the affiliate commissions. And then I had this like full plan that I had, you know, started and showed people. And you can read this. I actually rank for this term, which is crazy. Um, but you can go to, uh, the, the, the name of the article is operation fuck Amazon. 
And if you go to moneylab.co slash fuck dash Amazon, you could read about it there. It's not a post about just how bad Amazon is. It's a post on how to future proof your business away from affiliate links if you run an affiliate site. Because again, I say this about affiliate marketing all the time. You are not a part of that boardroom in that company. So as soon as they have a meeting and you're like, and they're like, yeah, we should probably cut affiliates, right? It's happened a bunch. It's happened with big affiliate programs who were paying recurring revenue over time. And they were just like, you know what? We don't need to do that anymore. Boom. Your business is fucking crushed. So it's a way to get away from that. Um, going back to 2004, when I first started all this stuff, I'm going to sit here and read what I would write, what I would say to myself. Um, so in 2004, hi, Matt, you look well, you look way thinner. It's pretty good. Actually, you probably look way fatter, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Uh, so <laughs> you're going to make money selling banner ads and putting affiliate links on your site. But the most lucrative thing you'll do is create and sell your own products. Stay in your wheelhouse, write articles, produce videos, and design graphics. In 2013, you will create an ebook on how to take care of a hot tub. You won't know it at the time, but it'll be the most important moment in your business. Just build your website on WordPress, make it load fast, do some keyword research, and publish articles and videos around them. Then make a few digital products like eBooks and video courses. Promote them on every page of your site. Make this your focus and treat affiliate commissions as a bonus, as found money. If you do this consistently, you'll be successful in about four years or less. Now, I would say, great. I wish that I wish time travel was possible. Where is Doc Brown when you need him? But I mean, I don't want to bang my mom. No, I hope not. No, but if I could go back and tell myself that. That's what I'm basically telling you is like, go bang your mom, go back, go, go, go back in time, bang your mom. I'm telling you that you should listen to my 15 plus 18 years of trial and erroring this thing we call online business, whatever niche site, affiliate site, whatever you are, not affiliate site, authority site, whatever you want to call it. Had I just done what I said, just now, I think it takes about four years and I would be where I am now, but back then, but I am where I am now. And I'm happy that I took the 18 years to get here for, uh, the biggest reason being that like, I didn't become like, you know, how people win the lottery overnight and they blow it all cause they don't know how to manage their money. So I had the time to figure that all out. The other thing, and I've mentioned this on the other, uh, podcast, learn personal finance while you're doing this super important. Anyway, that's the podcast. That's the show. I uh, hope you enjoyed. If you are listening to this, I, I really, I, you know, I have that whole course on building a YouTube channel as a blogger. Again, you don't have to be on the, on the YouTube channel, but you can make serious money. We make very good money with our YouTube channel, and it is our second biggest source of traffic over Google. And if you're looking to future-proof your business, I would highly recommend getting into that world because it's a high barrier to entry, right? Now with ChatGPT, it's a low barrier to entry. Anybody can start an affiliate site. Anybody can get articles written. They don't even need to pay writers anymore. They pay 20 bucks a month and that's it. It's crazy out there. We're back to unique article wizards. 
you know, was at UWA. So um, go check out Money Lab Pro. Join our community. Learn. <laughs> I can get I can get you to where I am now in way less time because I've made the mistakes and I'm gonna show you how to avoid them. Um, and if you just listen to the last section of what I just said, that's how you do it. Now, can you do it in four years or less? I think if you have the drive, yeah, you could definitely do it in like two. Um, and I know that because that's what Roasty was when I started Roasty. It was an experiment to say, oh, that, you know, is Swim University just the right niche? Did I just pick the right thing? No. So I picked something really hard, which is coffee. And I was able to get it to $100,000 a year in two Sorry, I didn't say $100,000 a year. That's not that's not accurate. 100,000 visitors a month uh, in two years by publishing content, publishing YouTube videos consistently for two years straight. And I could have done that even faster had I now that I know even the mistakes that I made then. So that's it. That's the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Bye.